This is a Galactic Network podcast. Galactic Radio. I'm Dave Nelson, and here's the news. Amazon has landed U.S. rights to the anthology series Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams from producer Brian Cranston and showrunner Ronald D. Moore. The 10-episode drama will feature adaptations of works by the science fiction author who wrote the story that inspired 1982's Blade Runner, among other things. A number of high-profile writers have signed on to the series, including the scribes behind Life on Mars, Pacific Rim, and Justified. Ron Moore, whose credits include Battlestar Galactica and Outlander, will also write for the show. Producer Cranston will appear in at least one episode. There's no word yet on a premiere date for Electric Dreams, but we'll keep you posted. Read more at the link to the Variety article in the show notes. Coming up, plans are afoot to build an entire city on Mars. Details after this. And we set the Wayback Machine on the Movie Man's Movie Minute to 1979 to look at Mad Max. Directed by George Miller, set in a dystopian future where a vengeful Australian policeman sets out to annihilate a violent motorcycle gang for revenge for killing his family. Mel Gibson stars in this cult classic that is just a film that shows that you don't need a huge budget for your sci-fi dystopian film. And it also set the bar for dystopian future films afterwards. I love George Miller's direction of this and handling of uh, some of the shots in here as well as following the cars, which it's great seeing all these muscle cars and these great practical effects in here. But also just the story itself is most serious one out of the franchise, I think. And it does get intense in parts. This is really to watch the film that started it all a must-see for those who are fans of a Mad Max Fury Road and wonder what was the original film like? Well, check it out. I think it's worth your time. Yes, if you've seen Mad Max, please leave your comments at Movie Maniac 3D or check me out at SpecialMarkProductions.com. Now back to the news. From IFL Science, last year the United Arab Emirates declared that they wanted to build an artificial full-scale mountain in order to produce more rainfall. Now they've announced they want to build a city on Mars. Engineers have already presented concept art for the Chicago-sized Martian metropolis, one that will aim to be completed by 2117. The first step is a planned unmanned mission to Mars in 2021. So far, it's not known where on Mars it will be built or whether terraforming will be involved. What is known is that the population capacity will be around 600,000. It's a pretty ambitious plan considering the UAE only started its own space agency in 2014. Up next, is Ben Affleck ready to quit being Batman completely? Stick around to find out. Hello, I'm Gregor Sprague, and this is Galactic Radio's Pull List, and these are just five comics coming out for the week of February 15, 2017. Starting us off with DC Comics, they have Super Sons number one, When I Grow Up, part one. The sons of Batman and Superman have graduated to their own monthly comic, but if they want to survive, they're going to have to share it. Writer Peter J. Tomasi teams with rising star artist Jorge Jimenez to bring you the adventures of the world's smallest. This debut issue looks at the lives of Robin and Superboy and their destiny to follow in their father's footsteps, while we meet a new supervillain whose ascension parallels the boy's own understanding of their powers, except that he believes it's his right to rule over every being on the planet. The Wild Storm number one. 
written by Warren Ellis with art by John Davis Hunt. A troubled young woman, barred by her employer from continuing her research, walks miserably through New York City. It takes her a moment to notice that everyone else is looking up. A man has been thrown from the upper floor from the Halo skyscraper. And that woman, Angela Spica, sick from the transhuman implants she's buried in her own body, is the only person who could save him. What she doesn't know is that the act of saving that one man will tip over a vast and secret house of cards that encloses the entire world, if not the inner solar system. This is how the wild storm begins, and it may destroy covert power structures, secret space programs, and even all of human history. Image Comics has my pick of the week this week, and it is Sex Criminals number 16, written by Matt Fraction with art by Chip Zdarsky. The Sex Criminals is back. Full sex, deep crime, big floppy 16th issue. Also, it has a variant art cover done by Fiona Staples that is super secret naughty for you. Marvel Comics has Patsy Walker, aka Hellcat, number 15, written by Kate Leth, with art by Brittany Williams. Oh, sick. Patsy's sick, but this is far from a common cold. Are these fever dreams or living nightmares? Drink lots of fluids and take some vitamin C, Patsy. And Spider-Man number 13, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by Sarah Pincelli, sitting in a tree. Part 3, Miles and Gwen's adventures take them back to Gwen's dimension in pursuit of someone very important to Miles, but something about the pursuit puts our heroes at odds. Now these are just a few of the picks that I have made for you. You can find these and so many more at your local comic book store, or at the very least you can find them on Comixology. I'm Gregor Sprague, this has been The Pull List. Dave, what's up next? Thanks Gregor. First, it was announced that War for the Planet of the Apes director Matt Reeves was replacing Ben Affleck to helm the Batman, his first solo outing as the Cape Crusader. Now, according to sources connected to the Warner Brothers DC films, Affleck might be ready to drop out of the role altogether. People who've heard the information firsthand say the actor is talking to the studio about getting out of the contract, or if that's not possible, that the movie will be the last time we see him as Batman. It's unclear what exactly would happen if he leaves early. Perhaps he'd just return for the Justice League sequel to be killed off or retired. Or then someone else would make a solo film. Perhaps something else will happen entirely. Of course, all of this is just rumors so far, so stay tuned. If you haven't played Pokemon Go for a while, you might want to now. Details just ahead. Hello, I'm Daryl, and this is Random Fandom. A celebration of people's passions. Now, before we begin, it's important to understand that some random fandoms are openly mocked, and they're mocked through misunderstanding. This particular one is no stranger to, I suppose, some of the crueler parts of um, the internet. However, what you need to know is these fans Not only are they passionate, but normally they come across as highly skilled artists from a myriad of different disciplines, be that physical art or music. I should explain a little bit more. On October the 10th, 2010, the first episode of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic aired. This new generation of My Little Pony was truly a game changer. Lauren Faust, the creator of Friendship is Magic, wanted to steer clear of the poorly written and overly girly style of previous My Little Pony shows. Now, she's known for her work on Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. 
She successfully changed the My Little Pony franchise from something that only little girls could watch into something enjoyable by just about any fan of animation in general. Now, many users of 4chan, the popular image board, latched onto the show. Users began to post thread after thread of endless pictures of ponies. At one point, pictures of ponies were even banned from the site due to abuse. The brony was born. But just what is a brony? Now, older fans of the shows use the word brony as a portmanteau of words for bro and pony. This generally refers to the male fans. Now, a brony is a fan of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. That is, outside the target demographic of little girls. Most bronies are seemingly friendly teenagers and young adults that simply aren't afraid to admit they enjoy a show which is innocent, colourful and funny. What began as a simple internet meme has turned into a massive global fan base. Bronies often meet in person at scheduled meetups and conventions. These meetups can range from a couple of bronies watching an episode together to annual conventions that bring out the best artists, game designers and musicians by the thousand. Bronies also work together to support charities, raising hundreds of thousands of dollars through various campaigns. The brony fandom is dynamic and expansive. Bronies are known for their creative works, whether that be art, music, animation, and fan fictions are just a few things that the brony creative base gets into around their favourite character, or even original characters that they create themselves. There's so much brony created content that much of it actually rivals the show itself. There's even full length fan made episodes, multiple high quality animations, many other crossovers, and even live action shorts. The fan community has produced numerous fan fiction works, one of the longest being Fallout Equestria, written by someone called Cat based on the Fallout video game series. Some fans have created video games based on Friendship is Magic, such as the fighting game My Little Pony Fighting is Magic. Modifications? Yeah, they sort of for Team Fortress 2. And Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls. Or crossover artwork between the animated show and video game settings. Flash-based applications allow fans to create their own pony characters in the artistic style of the show. The fandom has been noted for the quantity and diversity of music produced by its members, including cover versions of songs from the show and original songs inspired by the show and its fandom. In January 2014, Brony Tunes, which is an iOS and web app, was released and that collated over 7,000 songs and remixes inspired by the show. Everfree Network, a brony, brony media network, compiled more than 4,800 pieces of fan music by over 500 different musicians. Now, many of these fan productions are of such high quality. It's suggested the possibility of crowdsourcing some aspects of future productions, 
Um, while the show's composer, Daniel Ingram, offers features fan-made songs on his personal web space. A group of fan musicians have actually managed to compile a charity album of original songs entitled Smile. And this raised over $21,000 within a month for the Children's Cancer Association. So, next time you see that chap dressed as Twilight Sparkle, remember, he's doing a good thing. What good thing have you done today? The backing music to Random Fandom was kindly provided by the Feslian Studios. Now my own particular fandom is Doctor Who. Join me each week on the Galactic Network for Who Knew and Review. And finally in the news this time, this week Pokemon Go got its biggest update since the game was launched last July, with 80 new second-generation Pokemon being added. Also, the new Pokemon let you evolve certain Pokemon to their third stage. Along with adding two new berries, the game has also gone through several cosmetic improvements, like a new outfit and accessory options, new encounter music, and new encounter mechanics. There's also a new night mode map in the game. Read more in the link that's in the show notes. Thanks for joining us again for another edition of Galactic Radio. I'm Dave Nelson. You can follow me on Twitter at Dave Nelson Voice. Have a great week. Talk to you again next time. Monkey Warhol provided our music, and Blazing Caribou did the cover art. For more about them, show notes, feedback information, how to subscribe, social network links, and more, go to gncasts.com slash galactic radio. This has been a Galactic Network podcast. 